in this world? Is the destiny of mankind controlled by some transcendental entity or law? Is it like the hand of God hovering above? At least it is true that Ryan, Steve, and Joey have no control, even over their own show. Welcome to No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk Podcast. Today on No Guts, No Glory, Volume 6, Chapters 23, 24, 25, Master of the Sword, Part 2, and Assassin, Parts 1 and 2 of 4. See. Uh, uno, dos, tres, assassinado. Well, in Berserk news, Berserk was traveling around <laughs> Berserkland, and he brought his sword out, and the white-haired man said, hey, princess, don't fall down the stairs. And then they said, "It's a, there you go, you happy, you fucking Spill assholes. Spill your guts. <laughs> <laughs> that now, we haven't, how do we not have, a, I think that was one of the potential names for this show, was like, <laughs> spill. I had all these like, spill your guts, uh, up in your guts, like whatever kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Spill your guts could be uh, a how you doing? future for the best gore. In oh. the in the uh, chapter two, so along with I mean, it could be instead of how you doing, Joey? How you doing, Ryan? How you doing, Steve? Oh. It's spill your guts, Steve. You just nailed it. All right, <laughs> changing it right now. Yeah, spill. it was kind of a mouthful before, anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Ryan. No, <laughs> <laughs> fucking amateur. Get out of here. <laughs> Honestly, it was my idea. Yeah, podcasters. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, let's change that. Did it right now? Right in the show document. Wow. I'll put, uh, amazing. Uh, formerly, you guys are watching sausage get made right now. Formerly, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> yeah, in fact, we should say it's formally how you doing every time. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, welcome to No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk podcast. We're, oh, God, the podcast, huh? Uh, the burgers, bur- oh God, the burger zerk over here, the berserk podcast, where we uh read every single chapter of Kentaro Miura's magnum opus manga. Ooh, that's another mouthful, but I like it. Manga opus, yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, it's we just call this episode the writer's room, huh? Yeah, <laughs> uh, we we read better than the wrongers. <laughs> we rizzied every chapter of Kentaro Miura's. Magna Opus, Berserk, <laughs> long-running, dark fantasy, Japanese comic book. And you can read along with us, chapter by chilling chapter, in publication order. Uh, you, can, you, can, you can tune in whenever you want. If, you, if you're, I just need some random three guys' opinion on, on chapter 374 that just came out recently. You can, you can find that in like seven years when we get there. Because, you know, <laughs> it's going to be a while. We do this every two weeks. But, uh, but yeah, for now, start start over with us right everyone just wants to start over in their life make all refresh the yes <laughs> reboot everything as ryan <laughs> says he's on his samurai journey that's why he's growing I out am. his hair i am see uh, and uh but yeah you can read along with us we break down the uh the chapters for you we usually read two or three at a time um because some some berserk chapters are tiny it would be like a 20 minute show so um you can uh chat with us here while we record Every two Monday nights at twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens. Probing ancient aliens is Steve and my other podcast about the show ancient aliens on history channel. A few hundred episodes of that. We also cover the secret of skinwalker ranch with our show hungry for skinwalker ranch. And now we are covering 
all sorts of consciousness and new age based content on probing Gaia. Uh, all three of those shows are on their own separate feed, separate from no guts, no glory, but look up probing ancient aliens and you'll find hundreds and hundreds of shows. If you like uh, Steve and my mix of flavors, as we pull back the foreskin of our comedic organs, um, and if let that you, cheese flow. Yes. If you like, <laughs> smear that cheese on the, the cheese flow through those bacon canyons, re-wetting the super Gouda, my friend. Making the old woman's breast flesh more succulent and supple than it was in her childhood. See. Uh, in her maidenhood. Um, bacon canyons is a reference from our old show okay. about, about very dry leather chest skin, you know, oh, sun, okay. sun-drenched ladies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. That one, and that's one of the few bits that we did on that show where we're endlessly just improving stuff like this show that has stuck, stuck with me. I think like bacon, yeah. the phrase bacon canyons because people <laughs> quote it all the time to yeah. us, like on our Patreon or whatever. And I'm like, I don't remember what I talked about a half hour ago on the most recent episode. So yeah. Uh, speaking of Patreon, if you like our humor, we also do a ghost adventures podcast and another podcast about kind of whatever movies, media content, We've done stuff about Star Wars, about video games, about the paranormal. We've done uh, the stuff that we're doing on Probing Gaia now for free. We were doing on our Patreon, but that's patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens. We do two new episodes every month. There is no other content on there except full podcast, which uh, I, for one, appreciate about ourselves. <laughs> no, but I, I, I like I hate like Patreons where they like they gum up the entire Patreon feed with other stuff. And it's like, can you just post your podcast or your video right, right. Whatever, please, you know, it's not a message board. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we never got our uh, what's it called? No. Discord. I know. Charlie yeah, Discord. Smith. <laughs> Charlie Smith still at he uh he came out of the woodwork um the yeah. other day, shared some pictures of him and his family at Old Stonehenge. Oh, there we go. And, uh, he lives close by, so um he said there were lots of annoying trashy tourists there, which is funny, but um i'm not one of those then (laughs) (laughs) what else uh thanks to ryan for his beautiful violinist skills uh for that intro triple layered violin all solo solo triple layers that's the han solo kind of ice cream sandwiches i guess there you go (laughs) yeah uh thanks to steve for producing that wonderful intro inspired by susumi hirasawa longtime composer of uh berserk media content uh, make sure and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and however you follow or subscribe on all sorts of other podcatchers out there. Um, subscribe to us on Twitch. You can even give us a, a Twitch Prime subscription, which everyone gets. Everyone that has Amazon Prime gets at least one of those, or gets, sorry, gets exactly one of those for free every yeah. month. You just have to resubscribe. But um, and then we get the money. Yes, yeah. it's free. Yeah, we get a little cut of that money. And it's of no extra charge to you because you're already paying for Amazon Prime. Um, we have some reviews for once here. We'll come up with a funny name. So, uh, fill your guts. Okay, hold on. <laughs> yeah. uh, spill your butts. There we go. No, cream your guts. <laughs> uh, baby creamers, those delicious yeah. potatoes. I had some of those this week. <laughs> Bust your nuts. Still insane. You know that those are actually a potato, right? Baby creamers. I do now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're a little uh, yellow usually. Yeah. Or are they red? No, they're they're usually golden. Golden, I'm I mean. They yellow, come yeah. in different varieties. But yeah, usually oh, yeah. the ones at Old Casco are the the golden baby yeah. creamers. Top right the around. Potatoes, they're also called. The golden yeah. Ajax, the golden potato. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we have a couple reviews from our listeners on Spotify. And then Steve has one, I believe, from CastBox, right? Is that... 
cool. Uh, on Spotify, uh, X Young Step, Young Two Step XX, uh, very cool, like early 2000s uh, um, AOL messenger, instant messenger aim uh, style. Handle. Rename, yeah. <laughs> uh, wrote, yo, I may be alone on this, but I'd love an episode, a episode reviewing the new stuff coming out. Or like a review of the movies. So always nice to have somebody wanting more. Um, yeah. I think, uh, I don't know, at some point life will even out enough and we'll figure out doing some sort of extra content for the show. But uh, yeah, for we now. We definitely do the movies and uh, Yes. Like we, we totally, the good news is young, young two-step, we totally would love to do that. We just have to make the time but yeah. um i can see doing something like a like a casual like just reaction to the new chapters not like deep dive necessarily but just thoughts yes, yeah, and yeah. like some some quick things going exactly. on with that. yeah It'd be cool um or that we'll talk about it in the the news um till your guts where you have to count up all of your guts <laughs> that you you got from customers all night and make sure it matches what the right. products that you sold them um but uh <laughs> and then you can win the nationwide contest for the fastest tiller yes exactly uh, <laughs> is what is that called like tiller days or something like that i don't know what would you what they call it when you competed at uh uh home depot uh oh that was the um cashier olympics there it is yes, and i did win that um the whole, I was the best uh, Home Depot cashier in the entire county of Orange in 2004. Ooh. And then I quit about a month later. <laughs> <laughs> but I got $500 to Best Buy and bought my first HDTV with it. Um, nice. One of those uh, 200 pound jobs, it was the tube HDTV. So it was like, oh, yeah. it was, it was, it was, you know, 16 by nine, but it was a Sony Bravia thing and it was like this thick. Oh, like not kidding. <laughs> Steve helped me carry it up and down multiple sets of stairs. I believe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think around that same time I got mine. Cause it was like the last tubed TV that was HD that they ever made. Um, and yeah, the thing weighed like mine at least also weighed 50 something pounds and was half the size of a desk, Yes. <laughs> but it had an HDMI cable, which no one knew anything about. Yes. So I didn't use it until I think some version of Xbox came out. Yeah, probably the 360. And like one of the because well, it was like the enhance the HD yeah. components, and then they finally came out with a system that was like 1080p compatible HDMI okay. actual. Yeah, yeah. Um, 720 or something. Yeah, uh, and then Zach also on Spotify uh, wrote, "My name is Mud, and I am excited for the future of this podcast." Volume six to the eclipse is probably my favorite section of guts the series so he's in on the joke where we were always calling like a dad would calling berserk guts and by yeah. well he's inverting the joke as we call yes guts berserk as a character so thoughtful uh, humor these, these are the kind of fans that we want yeah uh thank you zach and xx young two step xx uh steve what about your cast box review and i've got cuke c-u-k-e into it yeah that it um hey there I recently got into Berserk, watched the classic anime, then the 2016 anime. I'm reading the manga right now and listening to your commentation. Is that right? Commentation. Okay. Yeah. I hope, you, I hope you don't stop. I love that for him. <laughs> hmm? Nothing. Sorry. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> uh, I hope you don't stop and keep going for the full series. Best of luck. Fingers crossed. We plan yeah. on it. Um, I'm having a great time doing this, a great dime doing this Todd cast. So um, Todd cast is our other podcast about the adventures of chef Todd, a puppet that once uh, <laughs> scared my wife to tears. Yeah. It's a Halloween time uh, kind yeah. of cast that only runs, you know, yeah. once a month, maybe six <laughs> weeks out of the year. 
uh, I do love, I'm list, I listen to the Action Boys for a very long time. And every October, uh, <laughs> they call it Octuki. <laughs> and I fucking laugh every time. So they do horror, four horror movies for Octuki because it's spooky. Because right, it's so spooky. Yes. <laughs> and they do, you know, Sports Timber is for sports movies, they do football movies, whatever. Uh, last month, but Octuki is still my favorite. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we got a brand new segment here, folks. Oh. If you've been listening for the last 15 minutes. It's happened every you, segment. You've yeah. heard of its creation. Uh, we're we're going to go around and, and uh, ask each other to spill your guts, okay? Formerly known as How You Doing, uh, a, a special presentation of That's How You Do It Productions. <laughs> formerly uh, formerly known as Build Your Huts. Yes. And then formerly formerly <laughs> no. As human beings evolved, they went yes. from building your huts to spilling your guts. So Because they had mud. They had mud and clay and, you know, mud and ketchup if listeners are probing. Yeah. And increased diarrhea due to the bacteria levels of bad stu- food storage because uh, exactly. they weren't just eating it fresh from the bone. Yeah. Tune in next time for a berserk wrap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just yeah. the, the donkey con, the DK wrap. Right. From, hey, I'm yeah. guts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got an eye patch on. <laughs> Wait, that's only Riff in the Riff. other one. Here we go. <laughs> Let me see that dong. And bring that blood to your femboy lips. Uh, (laughs) Casca is a bitch. Hey, preview of next episode, right? We actually, we we cut that in. That's actually, we record many episodes (laughs) at a a clip. That's Ryan from the future. (laughs) (laughs) Changed just drastically in the next couple weeks. (laughs) Procedure (laughs) that alters his voice and temperament. Yeah, he turns into the Mater D uh, at in Ferris Bueller at the fucking fancy restaurant where he says, "I weep for the future." Yeah, uh, <laughs> so he's questioning, asking him where George For- Froman is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen Ferris Bueller's yes, Day I Off? Have. Oh, good, 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 good. Believe it or not, <laughs> classic line from. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> So uh, I looked at my parents and said, believe it or not. <laughs> they were like, oh, you saw that too. Yeah. <laughs> ow, ow. Um, God, I hate when the podcast hosts are like having a fun time with each other and making each other laugh. You know, Maybe one day we'll be famous enough to where people will just want to listen to us, Joe. Yeah, and the next segment is called Shut Up, Steve. Shut yeah. Up, Joey. Yeah. Shut Up, Ryan. Yeah. And talk about <laughs> preserve. Damn, spill your guts <laughs> segment. Yeah. Uh Oh, I, the order is now gone. I guess I could put that in. But uh, we usually start with Steve, I think. Or we start with you. Dustin. Who's closest to 50, spill 50. who's closest to guts? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Steve, go ahead and spill your guts about the past couple weeks. Okay. Uh, yeah, nothing too wild and crazy. Obviously, we do probing, so I think I gave my update there. Um, but yeah, it's uh, coming upon a fall season here, but we're back to hot weather and sunny SoCal. So yeah, a couple weeks ago, went up to apple country, did some yeah, apple final, picking. Uh, what's now known as indigenous people's summer where it gets exactly hot yes at the of fall. first first tribes people's that's summer right. that's part um, of the Build your huts segment yeah yeah <laughs> that's good we call that a callback folks yes, <laughs> from yes. like two seconds ago yeah. yeah and it's a runner you're welcome yeah got the come at the bottom of a well um two dollars yeah. shots <laughs> yeah <laughs> everybody we're making a few deposits over at the well if you want in we got um, Peter North as the guest uh, <laughs> guest supplier tonight, but he's he's the top shelf shots tonight. If you want yeah, him to yeah. come, and, <laughs> he's going to fill that whole bucket. We won't even have to bring it down into the bottom. 
Uh, <laughs> but yeah, nothing too wacky, wild, crazy. Did some disc golfing last weekend. Saw your brother-in-law, Thick Nick. Thick Nick. Uh, no, that was a couple weeks ago too. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Oh, this weekend. Yeah, I hung out with Brandon and did a round with Brandon and Fat Matt at La Mirada early Sunday morning. Because we got a tournament coming up there. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. I think in a couple weeks. They're going to have the extra big layout. So just kind of getting a lay of the land, even though we're not playing that exact layout. But, um, oh, yeah, that should make sure and, you know, fuck up everyone else's course while you go or game while you go practice that layout. <laughs> right, right. Well, we had a few people doing that too. <laughs> the Golden State layout, yeah. which it is crazy. I was watching a video from like 2016 and it was Paul Macbeth, uh, I think Ricky Waisaki and Simon Lazat. And there's maybe, 30 people at yeah, most yeah. watching live <laughs> where right. today that would be in the thousands probably crammed in there. So definitely wild how uh, far disc golf has come and grown. Uh, and then, yeah, they announced there's no West coast events basically yeah, for the tour, or at least in sunny SoCal. <laughs> uh, so that's also, you know, they, they want to have good weather. So they're staying on the East coast and the South. <laughs> right. in during hurricane season, which has happened this time. Uh, or happened quite a bit this year where they had to cancel events yeah, exactly. or shut them down early. Uh, so anyways, yeah, just kind of trucking along. Did some hollering, hollering, <laughs> Halloween decorating. Just uh, yelling out this weekend. <laughs> I was hollering during it because I fell off the ladder and broke oh, my arm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we do a little cobwebs, do some lights. I think I saw uh, your wife's story. It looked cool. okay. Purple yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. No, yeah, yeah, good. yeah. So we have a you know a little bit of fun, but not too wild and crazy. So because yeah, last year we ran out of candy, so definitely going to be stockpiling that as well as the trick and or treaters are back in full effect. I'm waiting, man. We haven't we've had like in the past between two houses, two cities, and I don't know the last five or six years, it's always been there's maybe one where we got close ish, but I think most of the time it's been like half of the candy for the most part mm. are given given more away. yeah two years ago like no like maybe 15 20 people showed up where last year was just like non-stop for like a couple hours so that is the trouble of halloween is if you get those rush of that like vein of kids that just like take over a neighborhood and then they either yeah don't yeah. trick or treat or their families decide to go to a different neighborhood and then it's just like always hard to predict we uh we did get a lot of um the grandparents so three sometimes four generations in one family grandparents um who didn't seem to respond to our you know hey happy halloween like whatever just kind of stared at us held out their bags or grabbed a lot of candy out of their bag and just walked away and we're like yeah see i stopped letting them take candy because then kids would just take like handfuls or ask for more and yeah like from vegas exactly hit him with a sock yes or i guess not a taser i guess the uh it's the there's the the taser shoots the little the little wires in you the what's the other one called that she there's a taser Ferris bueller days off where it's like just a little the little lightning bolt in between the yeah, two that's a taser taser oh really yeah i think that's a tesseract actually <laughs> <laughs> no i'm pretty sure they're all just tasers there's some other day. anyway it doesn't matter but uh uh, cause I thought that too. And there, and then my father-in-law's like, no, the tasers are the ones that shoot the little spikes and wires in you from at least a small distance. And then there's the, the one that you have to touch them with. Like it's the, it's the, um, yeah, yeah no, I bought them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's oh, when I'm yeah. like, I bought tasers. So <laughs> <laughs> I 
or maybe they're made by the same brand taser and it's yeah like, maybe it's just a yeah brand name versus uh it's clean tissue or something but um anyway there's no way i could ever look it up and find out so we'll just have to all wonder what's the taser that's not a taser our legions of fans are just screaming at their fucking speakers right now tell us in the next review (laughs) it's a flashlight it's a flashlight you (laughs) fucking idiots um thank you for spilling your guts steve ryan why don't you spill your guts about what's been going on in your couple weeks um i'm doing okay uh (laughs) i had some uh some birthday shenanigans recently which were Mm -hmm. um happy birthday thanks uh hanging out with some friends hanging out with some different groups uh had some really delicious pizza and cake thanks to mm. joey and sarah mm. it's very nice of them Tres mm. uh, which if you're not familiar is three milks meaning they use three different types women. of milk um <laughs> <laughs> women am i yeah. right no. uh three different types of milk in the cake and it's uh very uh, delicious it's my favorite cake so uh yeah that was fun and then also one of my friends got me uh baldur's gate three. Oh boy and i've been playing a little bit of that in the last couple days and that's mm. been really fun um i don't know if that's on console at all i'm a, PC a playstation gamer. 5 yeah. okay okay mm-hmm. uh but i've been really enjoying it so far uh, i've played one actual game of D before and it was kind of short so mm. i'm not really that familiar with all the you know the lore and the mechanics and everything yeah, but yeah. uh it's a really well done game and uh yeah it's it's i don't really know much about it and i think that's go that's better because i don't know what's impossible so i'm right, treating right. it like everything is possible um which dnd i'm pretty sure most people are familiar but like you can kind of go in whatever direction you want the story to go mm-hmm. and act however you want to and it's still kind of interesting yeah. so yeah that uh, game that game uh it came out just before Starfield and and stole, I mean, went much better reviewed than Starfield. Very different game. But yes. similarities in the sense that, yeah, like you, if you wanted to, you could, uh, like one guy was, you know, on podcast, he was like, he's like, I literally, I couldn't beat this boss. And so I was like, huh, there are these flammable barrels everywhere. What if I carry them with like four of my party members all the way to the boss? And then we just set them up right before, like right in the lair before the fight activates. And they just fucking like lured him over there and blew up all the barrels and killed him in like one explosion. And that kind of shit is cool where it's like you can, because again, if you were playing D&D, the dungeon master would say like, I guess you can try that all, you know, he has these like kind of foundational things. He's like, let's roll for this chance to do this and sure. And then we'll roll damage and whatever, you know? So, um, yeah. And which kind of, of my point was kind of out that kind of out fallouts and out elder scrolls and therefore out Starfields, those games, because the whole, the, pe- pe- why people love those games, not so much Starfield is the, it's just like the crazy amount of exploration, build any build you want. You can kind of go anywhere and try a lot, not anything, but a lot, but whereas like Baldur's Gate, it's like, people are like, you can pretty much try anything. Yes. And, but then also the biggest complaint or then are like, people are like, so I can try literally anything, but if I like leave a room, too early or like if i want to go explore this area and some characters like chained to a wall and says help me if you leave the room it'll go that character died you failed and it's like so then they're like well it's like why is it so stupidly limited in some small ways but then totally open-ended with all this other stuff you know so. you're talking about uh baller's gate or yes Starfield? baller's gate okay yeah. yeah okay yeah i i haven't really experienced the full extent because i'm still kind of just trying to read a bunch they they're very yeah. you know lax with the tutorial and so mm-hmm. which i guess is nice for some people but i 
kind of want to know a little bit more. <laughs> so I'm just yes. like kind of studying up a little bit. But oh, and see, I mean, um, CRPGs, computer RPGs are that's their own genre. They've almost always been like PC only, mm. which is why like the PS5 edition got such good reviews because it was so well adapted for the controller. But mm. uh, they are very complicated. They're not usually my scene, but but so many people have said I don't usually like CRPGs, and this is a really great game. So I might play that at some point when I'm not super busy but yes and also i spent a really long time on character creation of course um mm. and uh for all those wondering because it's the big question yes i chose penis c uh so <laughs> nice that is the, the nice. one that you go for i did oh, that's I a did class give, move i did yeah. give my um otherwise female appearing character the largest penis in cyberpunk because you can oh you can do that too yes. but male female doesn't matter mm. yeah just uh, because you can should you yes yeah <laughs> It's always right. Uh, stun gun versus taser gun. Stun guns are the stun ones for gun. close range. Thank you. Thank you. So. Hmm. Even though taser is a brain too, but exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's nice. how I've been doing. So nice. how are your guts doing, Joey? <laughs> um, I spilled my guts about four times today. Um, had a lot of food yesterday. Uh, <laughs> you know, if I have one nice shit, just enough nice floaters in there. Uh, big beautiful floaters, which is a kind of an OCD song. I've been singing to myself the past few days when I did have a. Well, I, gonna, I thought that was what your favorite video series from back in the day. <laughs> That's true. All jacuzzi and jacuzzi yeah. spa and pool based, right, uh, right, bubble ups, girls uh, scenes. But um, uh, yeah, I just uh, I've, as I've been saying on our various shows, I'm in my internship for school halfway through the second quarter this week, which is crazy. Um, I'm also not supposed, it's not, it's not going to happen, but we learned about, um, saneism in school, which is saying things like, whoa, he oh, not super sane. <laughs> yes. What happens when he gets blue hair? How dare you refer to me as a human? Yeah. Even uh, further beyond. <laughs> um, my blonde hair is up here and glowing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is just like weird sexual harassment. <laughs> say, say and glowing and, part is what makes yeah, it <laughs> say and shul harassment no uh but yeah it's, it's something that i will never i will try in the appropriate situations but i'm never gonna be able to stop no, i'm never gonna not say whoa that's crazy you know what i mean it gets a little too uh, uh i get it it's like yes people some people might feel like they are crazy and then you're making them feel bad or something. But uh, it's been interesting to at least learn that that's, that's, that's one of the um, kind of new speak things that I didn't know how to name until fifth quarter in school. But uh, uh, the, one of the alternatives though <laughs> was like, say it's senseless. And I'm like, that's almost sounds worse or just what as are bad. You, as senseless? Too, but, but it's more like, Oh, instead of saying, Whoa, that was crazy say that was intense or like something right you know, wild or yeah, yeah. yeah. wild as was one of the perfect ones but um far out <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> that was <laughs> orgasmic famous speak uh use hippie speak right uh, yeah. <laughs> groovy it's such a groovy fucking day at work um but uh and then at my internship i finally went from uh training and learning how to to do like kind of like the endless learning about the endless paperwork that goes into social work case management. Um, cause it's, you know, all of the classic kind of intake stuff like you would have at a doctor or whatever, but adapted for the social work agency. And then, but then it's like financial stuff because we're, you know, giving, you know, giving them like rent relief and things. So it's like, 
all this financial stuff, credit stuff, like at least like all this, all this crazy shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, um, but today I actually talked to my first, um, client and, uh, which felt nice cause it was, you know, finally the rubber meeting the road and I'm only there two days a week. So, um, but, uh, I called left a voicemail cause they didn't pick up and then they called back and, um, talked my ear off for about a half hour, but it was, it was interesting and cool to finally like talk to someone and just just be doing be able to walk away and go hey i'm doing a completely completely different job than uh, i was doing before so that was a nice little milestone there too and uh, i also got a 98 out of 100 on my critical race theory paper that i wrote for about 12 hours on tuesday (laughs) you're 98 racist is that yes yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, (laughs) but it it was almost all the way there right (laughs) a couple Uh, more classes and the and literally the only things that I got uh, two points off for was because um, I literally forgot to cite three of my 14 sources. And it's like, and I was, cause again, this was this things that wouldn't happen if I didn't uh, not wait till the, the night before to do all my research and then the day of, I all day. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, other than that, it was good. It was, it was about how uh, beautiful Huntington beach, California is literally the only city in the, in the entire state out of all 58 counties, out of all 486 cities that refused <laughs> refused money from the government for their affordable housing funding project for the last like five years and illegally have not been doing what the governor has told them to do, which is like when you're building new things, you have to have at least 20% of that building space be affordable multi like, you know, family homes yeah. that are like climate smart too. Which is like a law from 1969, but he's like kind of juicing up that law and saying, hey, like we're going to try to solve the housing crisis. And, you know, he wants to build like three million new homes by 2030, which is pretty lofty, but, you know, better than not trying, I guess. But uh, but it, it it was cool because it got me to go into the very, very racist history of Huntington Beach and Orange County, which you've you've told yeah. me some of before anyway. But um, but yeah, it was the as you've always said, it was the Confederate soldiers that came over. But then Huntington Beach was unique in its extra Klansmen and extra hate groups in the early 20th century. Cause there was a second wave that came over for those Huntington beach oil fields and those, oh, all the racists okay, yeah. came out and wanted. So there's just even more racist. They, they burned down a, um, uh, um, an affluent, uh, black run beach club. That was going to be this, like take over an entire corner of like beach and PCH over there. They burnt it down after developing it for seven years and to this day, there's only 1.2% African-American <laughs> residents in uh, in Huntington Beach. And so, and, well, then and it, also notorious in the 80s for all the neo-Nazis that lived yes. there and riots that happened. And yeah. so I had yeah. I basically had like an, a huge anti-black example in that, a huge anti-Asian slash Japanese example with the whole um, that church that's over there on Warner and um, the Jesus Lives Church that's really old and like half burned yeah. down. That whole area was called Wintersburg and it was an old um, Japanese immigrant like uh, sanctuary run by a Japanese preacher, um, that ran the church and there was a bunch of other building stuff, but over the decades they've made laws that like Asians couldn't buy land and things like that. And then, um, the, the citizens are always trying to get the historical landmark status to be removed so they can put more condos or cool stores next to my house. And so, uh, and then there was a whole study of anti Latino sentiment in orange County from 2016 so. you know i gotta say that's far out <laughs> that's like, sounds like a groovy critical race there <laughs> um but uh yeah huntington beach beautiful place but um has a little bit of a 
little bit of a sordid past. And, and as Steve and I have always noticed, as my wife and I have always noticed, like when you, when you go to Huntington beach, which is surf city USA. So they claim you think everyone be laid back and cool, but there's this just bubbling simmering anger from like the middle-class white dudes that like, you know, have lived in their parents' home for the last 50 years. And that's how they own property here. And it's like, it's a very strange place. It, it feels like times when I've traveled through the South and there is that kind of bubbling anger from dudes right. at a convenience store or something where it's like one wrong word from somebody and there's going to be a fight. It's going to snap. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and then it doesn't help that that's where all the, um, now this is probably going to sound just as bad, but <laughs> the river slimers and the inland empire, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like that's also their Mecca for getting to the beach. Cause the road just dumps you right there basically with a 55. And then they all just, have now since loved that place and then it clusters. So then you have those outsiders in there with this attitude of acting like they're locals. And then some of them move there at some points in their life too. But yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. it's rough. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that black smoke monster that comes over to the beach is pretty crazy too. Exactly. Um, not black as in African culture at black. black, So, uh, charcoal. Yes. But, uh, Yeah, and then the old book. I, uh, oh, go ahead. No, that's it. Just working on the trim. I'm almost done here. So. Getting all that trim. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, um, not that I'm in a rush, but do you still need the saws for I just the molding? Need the baseboard and crown molding, yes. Do you need it back soon? I don't. No, 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 no. I have a couple like little things I want to do, but I'm not in a rush to do anything. Yeah, so it more just popped in my mind of like, oh, yeah, that's over at Joey's. Yeah, <laughs> I should be done with all of those cuts within the next week or two max. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, uh, I also forgot it was Furkenfest, which I did not attend. I apologize to Dorsch Corner because I was like, yeah, we wouldn't have been able to anyway. We did an anniversary and birthday stuff for my in-laws this weekend, but I forgot to even like look at my calendar and tell him, sorry, I can't go. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> well, cause yeah, I'm like, I was, I was thinking about it and I was like, oh shit, it's here. And then I'm like, cask beer for me is fine, but not also for a whole day. Fest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like he had a nice uh, day date with his wife. Yes. Uh, long-term fans of me and Steve. Just got a little taste of our one of our old podcast beer there. Drunk that, there it is. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, I think we can get into Berserk. Um, I'm going to tell everyone at the 39 minute mark here. If you've made it this far, just scrub five seconds ahead from right like now. 34, and 34, we'll start, and we'll start the uh, Berserk talk. <laughs> um, that's how segments work, right? No, but uh, uh, four cent summaries. I think under my purview this week. Uh, these few chapters, pretty, pretty light on occurrences, pretty heavy on dialogue here too. And pretty heavy on Count Julius's bangs for sure. Yeah, a lot of fappish <laughs> content. <Yes. laughs> uh, I stole the four sentence summary from just King things another great podcast, five sentence summary that they do every episode of uh, a Stephen King novel in publication order. But, um, in these three chapters, so Master of the Sword and Assassin Parts 1 and 2. Uh, that's, I mean, I remember when I was first reading the manga, I was like, oh shit, Assassin. Like, even though the book has been about endless fighting <laughs> and battling, it's like, oh man, like, it all, it, it felt like the stakes got higher when you saw that, that, um, that chapter title. Yes. So, uh, because I, I mean, I figured they were going to start talking about like the Apple of Eden and like the Animus and all the other and the creed that all the assassins have and everything, you know. But <laughs> right, they're going to pull out a wrist blade, you know, and have to cut off his ring finger to put it on as an oath to uh, the hidden ones. But um, uh, anyway, I, for some reason, I just pictured you 
playing the new Assassin's Creed Mirage and it made me laugh because that seems like a game you would never want to play. Which <laughs> yeah. isn't making fun of you. I just got like a funny image like <laughs> like you were forced into playing it and like kind of bored and stuff. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, anyway, uh, four sentence summary. We leave off with Guts being utterly pleasantly maybe shocked by Griffith's statement that he doesn't need a reason to save Guts's life, to put his life on the line for old Gutsy Boy. Depends on what fanfic you read. Right. <laughs> uh, sentence, sentence one. Uh, the king and his brother Count Julius are introduced as well as the lovely Princess Charlotte. They come upon Guts and Griffith, semicolon. They come upon Guts and Griffith. <laughs> uh, they come, <laughs> underline, underline, <laughs> underscore. And they get very wet. No, they, they, they have a semi in their colon. <laughs> Um, Julius very much hates Griffith just for being a commoner and to add insult to injury, Griffith, uh, heroically saves Charlotte from tripping and falling down the stairs and injuring herself, uh, much to Julius's chagrin even more. Uh, sentence three, uh, Count Julius is informed by yet another little bald, uh, closed eye man, Minister Foss, that his white dragon knights will not be leading the autumn hunt this year. And instead, in their stead, which is where instead comes from. Instead. <laughs> That's in parentheses. Yes. The band of the hawk themselves will be leading this hunt. And Minister Foss manipulates Count Julius into an assassination attempt on the young femboy the Viscount. That's his rank now, right? Yes. Viscount. Oh, Lord. So that a stray poisoned arrow will make its way into Griffith's chest and none shall be the wiser. Um, the hunt is on. Fox 11 News is running. You know, the Fox News is running around. Uh, Griffith screams at the fox to scare it at one point. Griffith gets shot with an arrow trying to help Princess Charlotte, whose horse got spooked. And the bay haylet saved Griffith from dying from the poison arrow. And Count Julius is very scared that he will be found out. It's a very long sentence, but it's working. <laughs> and, That's in parentheses and too. And we finish off. There you go. Thank you. And we finish off with Griffith joyfully asking Guts to kill a man for him. And that's the end of Assassin's Ooh, Part 1 2. Um, well, you start calling yourself Ooh. Killer Man on stage. I think it's a good rap name. Only if it's for your sake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, again, not much happens, but it's like, when I, when I think of the Golden Age arc, I think of these chapters of the, the planning and the subterfuge, all the political Game of Thronesy stuff is, is really happening now. It's starting off now. Yes. Um, Minister Foss, even very much like, well, very much like a mix of Steve's old roommate, Matt, and his current cousin, Brandon, <laughs> uh, once again. This is like, I feel like this is like the third weird bald man, like a varying size, because we had... A um, varying sizes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the big fat count. Yes, the count who was the slug, the little crippled man who was, um, yes. what was his name? Uh, friend man. Bon Giorgio? He had like an Italian Something. name, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like the wizard guy who got all cut up, right? Yes, I'm yes. just thinking of what yes. he kept calling P Puck. Like, old fella. Yeah, Puck like, called old him fella. old fella. Yeah, like, yeah, little guy. Um, well, this guy, this one almost looks like the Behalet, like as a human. 
that's a good yeah that's a really good observation it's funny <laughs> yeah yeah i never really thought of that before too yeah uh but both these kind of manipulative uh un- like from the shadows kind of forces right like changing like directing right. fate towards a certain way and and foss i mean it's not really a spoiler but foss is around in this fucking manga for a long time <laughs> like yeah he uh he kind of he snakes his way through everything um very much like uh varus the eunuch from well the the mm. first eunuch from game of thrones that that he talked like this and he, right 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 he was fun penis gun off because that's what a eunuch is that was the uh, even though he's probably not a threat to princesses he gave off a, a vibe of something else <laughs> <laughs> my interests uh, lie elsewhere <laughs> um but uh yeah lots of lots of politics here lots of guts scoffing at pomp and circumstance uh very very kind of like victorian yeah i mean this is renaissance but like the the beginnings of these like enlightenment like victorian era everything's about you know uh your status and how you talk the the words you say and what isn't said by just a look a slight look of the side eye or something like that (laughs) and um and i mean charlotte charlotte's a big character too we get a little more of the king here um charlotte and the king i mean (laughs) there are there are multiple love stories blooming (laughs) here um i really um i think what i had like a big aha moment and i write it in the notes in just a little bit but uh miura doing even more like historical fiction but like based in actual like thematically and like kind of event wise like the king is which i can't remember we don't know his name yet right he's just the king so far i think um the king is very much like uh emperor maximilian the first the first emperor of the holy roman empire in the early 1500s and Aren't he, we all thinking about it <laughs> he's the guy that um as the king says here as they as he's talking to griffith in guts and we'll get to it in a sec but uh saying that like you know i think it's gonna be just the really great fighters no matter of status or rank that are right. actually gonna be the cornerstone people get shit done exactly and not the ones worried about um ceremony and rank and all this kind of shit and maximilian he wanted to win the hundred years war. He wanted to like defeat the French and he, he's the, I've mentioned it before, but he's the guy that like kind of like window seated the knightly class. And so all of the, all the like beautiful feathered, crazy helmets and like the jousting armor and all these pictures from the mid to late 1500s that you see are because he kind of like matrixed the knights where uh, he put them, he made all of these crazy tournaments for them that went on for like weeks or months so that he could then hire his own mercenary militia and win the fucking battles he wanted to win. And all, a lot of this intrigue happened. And eventually he would like have knights killed and stuff like that. Cause knights held political power and owned land and could vote for shit and could like vote against the King if they wanted to. So he was like, I don't want that shit. I want to be an emperor, not a King and have absolute rule. So he, he created the lands connect, which there are even uh, some weapons that, from the brand Albion that we train with and trust that uh, they have a messer called the lands connect a curved sword, but uh, European Ooh. sword, but um, they were, and I, and I just, it clicked for me. I'm like, Holy shit. The band of the Hawk are the lands connect who were these mercenaries that were known for being badass commoner fighters and literally were very brightly colored and dressed because they would just steal the scraps and the armor, the clothing, the weapons, off of their enemies and so because they didn't have to go give them all to the king afterwards right so Mm. 
Uh, so they would be like wearing all the, you know, crazy mismatching scarves and sleeves and like all this stuff. And, uh, you know, they had these gnarly, um, pike armies, um, like the Swiss had these pike armies that would fight the lands connect and all this stuff. All this crazy shit happened in the, like the mid to late 1500s, but, uh, all very much part of the, uh, what turned the tides in the hundred years war, which Miura is reflecting with this King and the band of the Hawk and stuff too. So I thought that was really cool. A little, little historical context here. Yeah. Um, but that is uh, pretty cool. Also, just a random comment uh, on Julius's bangs and hair. I think <laughs> it, it reminds me of one of those like before makeup, after makeup for him versus Griffith. Mm, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like if you look at it, his hair is in, at least in the manga does not look that different. If you watch right. the anime or the movies, I don't. I actually don't remember if he's in the movie specifically. He's in um, the '97 anime, but he's for sure, for sure in the anime. Yeah, yeah. And, and he uh, has he, blonde. He hair. has blonde hair. Yeah, with which Griff, Griffith obviously has white. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but that, no, it's a really good. Observation. Yeah, it's it's very similar. It's <laughs> yeah. probably why he's mad here. One, I mean, it's it's Mira is, is so good as I and even other examples in these chapters of having these mirror images, these reflections or echoes of each other, where it's like, yeah, he he is Griffith. If Griffith was uh, a fear a fear based, you know, um, spoiled brat, basically, right? Like who doesn't he doesn't he doesn't have any sort of. Um, uh, respect for the things that he has because he was born into it you know whereas griffith actively seeks power which doesn't make griffith better but it is when you put these two next to each other you get the um the kind of that hungrier dog (laughs) (laughs) um hot dog sounds good right now hungry for a dog um but yeah let's let's get into it um so yeah we start off with guts just being dumbfounded flabbergasted by by griffith's uh admittance that uh he's like hey and it's like and I, and again, now that we've had a couple of weeks to reflect, I think it really is at least how guts takes it is like, Hey, we're friends and brothers in arms. You don't have to fucking feel bad that I risk my life for you kind of thing, you know? Right. So I think guts is very, no very guilt trip here. Yeah, exactly. Which, um, which especially after, by the way, remember this is right after some of the other band of the Hawk people are saying, Oh, Griffith just seems so distant nowadays because of the uh, political stuff. And mm-hmm. then just this 180 and then guts is like wait but now we're equals right like, right that's awesome mm-hmm. and so yeah he's guts, he's realizing that good vibes only yeah <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of hashtags guts homo vibes that's <laughs> <laughs> no. just comes up yeah. with some random comment <laughs> um but yeah their their little romantic interlude here is interrupted oh yeah they're their sha 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 moment or whatever was. They don't even need the sound effects. You can just hear them from last chapter. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, their their bromance moment is interrupted by the king and his entourage, and this is where we meet Count Julius, uh, who has like maybe the biggest eyes of anyone so far and the most piercing pupils. Like he's like an arresting, arresting heart attack state for like. (laughs) He's always right, right, brimming with anger. He's uh, Mitch McConnell just freezing up. <laughs> on the podium right uh, here. Some people Man. have a resting bitch face, but he has a resting heart attack potential <laughs> face. That's yeah, so- resting stroke face. <laughs> that would be a good if you could get a um, just find an anime uh, screenshot of Julius and then you know smear out his face and put it over the Mitch McConnell thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when Griffith makes when a commoner makes general, yeah. of, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 when a commoner farts in your general direction right. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, someone's seen Monty Python I think we've talked about that before um, we also, by the way I want to point this out we do see the king's eyes 
Yes. Which I'm going gonna... forward, that will be very rare and in yes. very bad situations usually only so because we usually just see like the shadowed kind of yes. dark, uh, you know, kind of wrinkles and stuff only. So like it's we, I think we've established that there really aren't any like inherently good people that have the permanent closed eyes because like Berserk is not a story of old sage martial arts masters or something because sometimes those guys are drawn like that or like right. a, you know a buddhist monk or something because yeah. it's supposed to be this like calm cool collected wise you know thing but in mira's world those people are always scheming and you know and it, so it's kind of this interesting like foreshadowing of like oh this king seems pretty cool but maybe there's something sinister underneath you know yeah and not to say that uh serpico in a future, you know, I guess we'll talk about this, but that Serpico is like, you know, not scheming, but he, you know, he, he does have oh, the close eyes. Yeah. yeah that's is, true. You know, on the better side of yeah. things, uh, a future character. If you watch the 2016 anime, I believe he's in that. So. Yes. You will see him with his little, his little sylph sword, yes. little fairies flying around. Um, but, uh, yeah. anyway, they're interrupted and Griffith is, you know, he immediately kneels and says, oh, your majesty, whatever. And, and but Guts is just kind of standing there staring because he doesn't do this shit all the time. <laughs> like he doesn't care about people. Sad. And so Griffith has a weird little moment of like, oh, shit, like he's calm about it, but he's urgently like Guts, like you got to kneel, like, you know, come on, bro. Like, don't make me look bad kind of thing. Um, when like this is this seems to be the first time that he ever has to kind of acquiesce and like make Guts do something that Guts doesn't want to do, because usually Griffith is the one defending Guts. Or saying, yeah. hey, like, lay off guts, like, don't worry about him or something, you know, so. Um, but uh, Julius gets very mad that Guts, A, doesn't kneel and then kind of looks, he doesn't, like, completely bow his head. Yeah, and, like, freak out and drop down. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He, like, immediate, yeah. Immediate heart attack rant from Julius, like, you bastard, you slimy, like, whatever, you know, just like, it's, he's got the classic anime. Right. You, you know, pithering old, piece of old, shit. It's when the mouth doesn't ever actually close when yelling. It only closes like 20% and that's, right, right. that's the lip flaps. And <laughs> what the are you, groovy or something? What's going through that mind of yours? <laughs> <laughs> Who has a far out day at work? What are you, Ben <laughs> or Jerry? <laughs> Fuck you. What are you, a radical radical? Yeah. Oh, Is this tubular or what? <laughs> <laughs> Slipping into 80 surfer shit. <laughs> Spicoli shit. Oh, yeah. But, um, uh, but yeah, so... Uh, the king's just like hey it's fine What's yeah that? yeah the I'm king a chill king the king's very cool I'm and a he, good guy he has <laughs> his um uh he's this is where he says the line where he's like hey don't worry about it julius like it's fine we were just we were just strolling by and uh he he taught this this is where he says he's like i have a feeling that the you know the keystone of our cornerstone of our kingdom will be people like griffith and the band of the hawk you know and just you know everyone's just kind of sucking griffith off which is great we always love to see that uh, <laughs> never, never, literally yeah, griffith has, griffith never once shows vinegar strokes he when he comes it's just hawk eyes at the very most yeah intense. Like steve brought out his own hawk eyes striking <laughs> blue hawk eyes as he's coming um but um anyway so uh, but I like that line, the, you know, prestige status and the like do not win battles, um, which is like a very proper reflection of how like people like Guts and Casca think, you know, especially Guts. Um, but we don't, uh, you know, Guts is not allowed to react here or whatever, too. We don't really get any reflection from Guts on the king, which would have been interesting at this moment. It's not a criticism, criticism, a criticism or anything, but <laughs> uh, 
I would have liked to know what because uh, we get some some fun little you know internal gut stuff a little later. But uh, here's where we get uh, our first glimpse of Princess Charlotte. She's she's back back you know twenty Princess feet Charlotte Amidala. You mean? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. She has very very tight hair. Yes. Never liked that look in the princesses. I like the longer hair, but uh, she does look very nice with the braids later on in the flowing hair in the next chapter opening. But yes. Um, oh, and I think this, by the way, I think this is a. Uh, Natalie Portman's episode three look when she's with Anakin. I'm pretty sure pretty specifically much. it's that yes. like they're like when they're in the bedroom anyway. Yes. Um, <laughs> also <laughs> one, one little thing about the, um, the perspective of a panel with the staircase of the King and uh, Griffith and guts. Uh, a lot of the time there's like symbolism with guts versus Griffith in terms of like positioning where mm. like guts will be lower, lower, lower. And then they're actually on the same part of the staircase which is kind of further pointing that like that thing i i said earlier but Mm -hmm. also note that the king and all his you know royals are going down the staircase and like essentially leaving room for guts and griffith to ascend or specifically Mm -hmm. griffith so it's like these these kind of kingdoms obviously this is way like probably way over overreaching but like you know griffith ascending past the uh, the kingliness and the and that whole royal system into yeah. something more oh yeah perhaps, no i mean right? like literary crit- critics they you know it, it took me so long to realize that there are entire literal schools but like like funded schools within colleges that fund literary critiques where it it basically becomes like an organized um, study in psychology where like the, the author will be like his whole argument is based on a specific lens, you know, a queer theory or whatever. Right. Like even, even if the author's like, no, I didn't write any of this to be about the plight of homosexuals during the AIDS crisis or whatever. Um, but you can still, you can take any, and, and some of these things are subconscious too, right. Where the author, like, that's why it's the whole death of the author thing is like, Yes, you can take into account the author, right? And then, you know, back back when I was in high school, they were like, you have to pick one. And it's like, no, you don't. You can fucking, you can understand the author's perspective. And then also, that's part of the beauty of, like, literature and media is that you can also react and and internalize it in your own way. And that's why stories are cool, because you can fucking, you know, uh, reflect them back in different ways that people didn't think about. But, um, but yeah, I mean, again, you could argue that Miura is like, a, he could have been meticulously planning all this stuff in an outline, like panel by panel, or this is just coming out of him and you can interpret all this stuff and it totally makes sense because it's a story and that's part of the fun, right? I was uh, I was conditioned to, to think like this, just draw out the smallest, like, oh, maybe it could be this because right. of the trees positioning on the... Yeah, know, yeah. Like, but yeah, I mean, maybe it is. Maybe but when, well, you when know. you're... We talk about this, you know, in our, in our uh, medieval and renaissance martial arts group because... They're taking these guys back in the 1400s, especially were taking time when not everyone was literate, not everyone could even afford paper like parchment or ink or or paintbrushes or pens or whatever. And they're taking the time to like draw these specific actions and concepts. And it's like they're not going to waste their fucking time and money to put stuff in there that didn't work in real life for them. Mm -hmm. Just like, like is an artist going to spend all this time drawing things, picking a certain way, even even if it's subconscious, um, you can make that argument that he's not going to waste his time, you know, because obviously Mira is very dedicated to his work. Right. Mm. But, and the subtext and everything, but um, yeah, but yeah. Um, Back to Charlotte. So yeah, Griffith, (laughs) I think notices Charlotte first. He's like, Oh, he's like, Oh, who's that? Who's that? Fuck you. Hey, what's your name? Fuck you. Apples and pears. I'm on the stairs, mate. 
Um, but uh, he notices her, and this is like a very these chapters are like very um they're not they're not all like meat they're like very love themed right it's all about like there's there's not any like battling in these really i mean the hunt you can argue kind of um and the most violent part is you know griffith getting shot with an arrow but it doesn't you know it doesn't draw blood or anything but um but yeah these are all like this is like a relationship focused kind of thing and really really like a extremely important set of chapters because what happens in these three chapters actually which is a good pick from you, Steve, because I forgot to like say, oh, we should read these pages of these pages. Um, it uh, there's a lot of foundation laying here, like a lot, a lot, <laughs> like very critical stuff. So, um, which I like. I knew like reading it in the past, like it was, but like really, like when I read it this time, I was like, oh, this is this is like the beginning of many, many chain links um, that uh, that are connected to Spawn, and Spawn's going to come and save the day later on, but. Um, Anyway, um, uh, Griffith notices Charlotte. Charlotte uh, is, you know, the the king's like, oh, she's very shy. She never really even leaves the palace and blah, blah, blah. She's very, you know, we get that we get the, um, she's drawn like a doll. Like she's so, seems so youthful, so naive. Not a hair out of place. Like, Exa- yeah, exactly. Clumsy as fuck. Um, <laughs> no, and, just that uh, part. And uh, she, got, she has like a Princess Leia buns, but with like seared grilled burger patties on on top uh, of those buns. Or like those uh, roasted hams that yes, they're like yeah, per- there perfectly yes. cross cut. <laughs> <crossed. Yeah. laughs> I think Griffith was just hungry and he smelled those things yeah. from behind the pillar. Because like, uh, I like some glaze. It's a good Griffith impression. I hope <laughs> you can go with pineapples. They're my favorite part. Um, <laughs> uh, so she walks out. Uh, is clumsy as fuck and immediately she, messes up. Yeah, trips. She trips on a you know fucking cobblestone or whatever. Uh, I would argue it, that's the cobblestone of causality. There you go. Yes, because <laughs> of all the stuff that happens after. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Griffith immediately just you know very quickly but gently grabs her and goes, "Oh, like be careful, miss." You know whatever, and writes her. She's like, "Oh, she's all." I mean, her panties are fucking soaked at this point. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Count Julius immediately slaps Griffith across the face for deigning to touch the princess. And he's a common, common hands. You know, it's like punishable by death or something if you touch the fucking, uh, or if you touch royalty without their uh, specific request. So right. um, Guts is activated immediately. And then uh, like, a, like a fucking watchdog. Huh? There's a dog motif again that I just put in there. Uh, his counter ability is triggered he's like hey yes. pal <laughs> hey you were funny that was indigenous people motherfucker uh, but uh That's the building your hut segment <laughs> come on god my bless her heart because we had a nice conversation about it uh, on saturday night but my mom just turned around and asked me because i was talking about like like my critical race theory paper and some of the stuff we're learning in the class and she's like she's like okay hold on what does woke mean <laughs> and i was like oh boy <laughs> We got in a whole because I hate it, and I've been yeah. told to hate it. <laughs> well, she's you know she she is very kind when faced with actual human beings, but theoretically, it's tougher. She's like she's having a hard time dealing with uh, her new choir that she's in mm. is based in Long Beach, a port city, a very open minded LGBTQ friendly city, and she's like she's like yeah, I just don't get like we have to wear we all have name tags, and they all have you know we had to put our preferred pronouns on there. That's <laughs> like. It'll be okay. We had a, yeah. we had a nice. It'll be fair. We had a nice talk. She understood. You know. Yeah. 
that way. But Eric was just grumbling the whole time. Thankfully, he was uh, trashed and talking to my father. The wall. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, stupid fucking thing. <laughs> Damn it. Give me um, some brown liquor. <laughs> Uh, he had, yeah, he had it all. He had like double hazies, brown liquor, oh, yeah. and wine that night. Oh, wow. The Holy Trinity. Uh, yes. Um, but, uh, we were at old Gaylor's house. I hadn't been to old Gaylor's house in five Jesus. years. I think I was going to say, I don't think you guys have ever, I felt like never go there for Sundays. No, like we, it's been a long time. So, um, but she got a new puppy. Uh, oh, nice. Meet her. But, um, anyway, so Griffith is horny. Uh, he, he stops Guts from being activated and defending him against Julius and smiles through a bloody lip. Um, very kind of psychopathic looking smile, too. And uh, he's like, oh, he says, like, whatever. He says, like, oh, no harm. to Whatever. It's all right. I apologize, Count Julius. Or he says, your lordship. Like, he puts yeah. it on thick for, for Count Julius. And yes. uh, he's playing his cards right here. But, um, but Guts actually kind of seems happy. Like, he looks at Griffith, who's looking at Charlotte. And he kind of seems happy for Griffith and maybe happy for someone else for the first time since like Gambino or something. I don't know if he was ever happy for Gambino, but he was like trying to be happy because he like did a good job in the battle or whatever. And then, and then he just got Donovan in return. But, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a touching little thing where he's like, huh, like that's how I took Guts's little smile. There was yeah. like, he's, he's like, Oh, my buddy has a girl he likes. That's nice. You know? Um, and, uh, and then, we we cut cut over to a little gaggle of maid servants, and this is like the this is a fucking the uh, you know Gurifus Usama fan club down here, <laughs> and because uh, they're yeah. fucking oh yeah, <laughs> and their corn has been creamed oh yeah oh I mean they're they were already standing in a big one of those big wash tubs, but it didn't have any water in it. But now when when Count Julius comes up, that thing is fucking. Oh, yeah. Run it, runneth over. They're talking about how they could get that handmade tale. This whole scene right now reminds me of for anyone who's watched Princess and the Popper. Oh, the main bad guy one. Wait, what? Yeah, the princess. Isn't that Disney movie? I thought. Oh, got it. The princess and the popper. Wait. Oh, wow. Okay. Sorry. Is yeah, the princess and the popper is the right is the right one to say. Yeah, because it's they're like sisters, but they're like twins, but they got switched at birth and all that kind of crazy. Anyway, uh, there's the Preminger, which is the, the bad prin- guy. The Prince and the Popper is probably what it was based. That was a Mark yes, Twain book, yes. but yeah, and there was a Mickey Mouse adaptation too. When I was <laughs> right, I'm sure there was, but the yeah. the Preminger in there, <laughs> I'm sure there was. Remi- this is the real. <laughs> this is real right this is the now. Big, okay, jerk y'all. <laughs> sorry sorry (laughs) count julius reminds me a lot of preminger and just how bumbling and and like awkward he is around just Mm. everyone but he's still trying to be really evil Mm. and uh yeah if if you ever watch the princess and the popper he is basically the main comedy i think he's voice acted by a comedian or something i I can't oh yeah yeah martin martin short right right. (laughs) yeah i (laughs) oh wow so uh, Barbie as the princess and the popper 2004s one of the best Barbie movies ever. Like, watch it. Okay. <laughs> it's great. one of the best Barbie movies. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ryan, as oh, I did, boy. grew up with sisters, so I'm sure he had to watch many a uh, right. female focused piece of content. This one was actually in college that I watched this legal oh, <laughs> <no. laughs> in hand uh, Kleenex or tissue or stun gun in other hands. <laughs> I, I also think it's very interesting how the the maids like faces are drawn just very like yes, yeah. detailed and very yeah as they you look like they're, they look like they're singing like, in a choir like they're going oh like they're just yes. open mouthed and yeah they're ready for that bouquet. Oh. 
<laughs> Tres leches bouquet. Yeah. <laughs> specifically. Um, but yeah, yeah, Julius overhears them and he's just he basically does like the God damn it, you shut up and stop talking about him. Get out of here. Beep, you know, beep, like beep, talk a lot, take a lot. and this is where we get the first appearance of uh Minister Foss. So Mr. Foss, uh Minister Mr. Foss. Minister Foss catches Julius while walking into a fucking, you know, undercroft back inside the castle. Dr. He's Eggman. A, he's alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he basically, this this whole scene is him. We don't know why yet because we don't know this guy. But I mean, even just like the first time you you read this and see the art of him, he looks like he's act. It looks like the typical like, oh, Count Julius, I've overheard. It's like very, which is yeah. great. I mean, great artwork from Miura because you just sense that this guy is kind of full of shit and manipulating him too, you know? And, and he just, I don't know. He captures, I don't know if Miura it's cause he was inspired and then interprets that so well, or if he, I, I, I don't know. They like these, all these characters we've kind of seen before in other stuff in pop culture, but, um, sorry, that burp's going to be bad, right? But, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and yet like he somehow enhances those stereotypes, you know, he, he makes them cartoonish, even though he's drawing them, in a grounded way, which then almost makes them seem more freakish, kind of like the people, like the whatever the 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 mini boss characters that we run into a the bunch elites, of times, right? Yeah. yeah, the elites, right? Like it's like everything's so grounded for the most part in terms of the design of the exteriors, interiors of castles, and the the landscape and the armor and the weaponry, and then you just get these giant freaks with weird proportions and like whatever, you know? <laughs> and yet they still somehow seem they could like they could exist in this world, you know? But yep. Um, but uh, yeah, he pl- he plant. This is where he tells him he's he just keeps like giving Julius bad news by <laughs> saying like you're being usurped by Griffith, and then just twisting the knife more and more. Um, he's like, oh yeah, like I've I've heard that he might even become a general, and I've heard that he's going to take right, over right, the right. autumn hunt and whatever. And, and wouldn't it be a shame if you had to share the same fridge? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he doesn't even label anything. Right. <laughs> uh, he doesn't even wash his hands after a stank dank night, okay? He's known yes. for stealing He yogurt. microwaves fish. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that it's now just gonna get racist, but um, <laughs> did you know <laughs> it's racist segment? Uh, okay. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so um it's a, this is a very dialogue heavy back and forth and well done scene. Um and I mean it's part of what I love about Berserk is that so much intensely good artwork is spent on dialogue scenes like this, right? Like, and so, and the, so even the, like, even like, um, there's a panel where, uh, a Fox looks like fucking Winnie the Pooh or he's, where he's, oh, just, he's like, Ooh. like, it's just so funny. Like it's so cartoonish at times, but then so serious and like the shading and the lighting, it's like, it's all very rich. Um, really just for a scene where he's manipulating Julius into assassinating um, right. Griffith, you know, cause then you wonder, of course, why, when you, when you see Foss even smiling kind of, there's like, and his creepy, just one eye is cracked open at the very end when Julius is like, Hmm, a straight poison arrow, huh? And he just, you know, basically Foss is now incepted, like overtly incepted yeah. this idea in Julius's uh, head. And uh, for some reason, this is part of Foss's plan. And we have, we have no clue who the fuck he is. So uh, a lot of mystery and intrigue in here. And and Guts very much a background character in this, these chapters too. Like it's, he's pre- he plays pretty pretty small part to the point where right after this, it almost seems like Miura puts in those couple pages of Guts on the rooftop 
uh because he's like oh shit i gotta get back to you know we gotta see guy with big sword for a second so um but i do like that scene it's cool where i mean it's also funny too because it's like it's almost like um mira not that he got lazy but like usually he's more subtle with his like flashback like imagery but guts is just straight up picturing griffith's like normal face in the moon moon. (laughs) 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 which like you would think that like he would draw that if like princess charlotte was daydreaming of griffith because she's like a teenager or whatever like reflecting her immature kind of you know vision of of love but (laughs) it's just like picturing griffith up there but then there is really (laughs) and then the goatsy hands are just in there (laughs) uh steve sent a great picture to a thread with a couple of our friends his brother and our our friend josh but and it was like a was it like a dog driving school driving school that looked the logo looked like goatsy hands Pulling yeah. apart the like the other parts, like because it's like holding the steering wheel, but like steering wheel, and then there's like a landscape with like a road and whatever yeah. inside yeah. of that inside the steering wheel. So it's just but, like what the fuck yeah. to the point where I was like, the guy that runs this probably is like us and would do that just because he knew that the p the few people that would get it. But it's also I, almost funnier if they don't get yeah it i feel like maybe who designed it did but the guy who owns the company is not <laughs> yes, in on that absolutely. yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i'm just gonna fucking subtly well it's local in the area here so because i saw it driving around <laughs> <laughs> we'll show you the picture after the show but okay um dick in hand kleenex taser in the other yeah <laughs> stun gun stun gun yes yeah, that's gun. right gosh you wouldn't want to taser yourself while Jeez, jerking off it's gonna be that. groovy i tell you <laughs> perfectly fine <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's, he's daydreaming about Griffith. He's daydreaming at night about Griffith, which is funny. And, uh, cause he's like replaying the, you know, why do I need a reason to save your life or whatever? And, but he has this, um, it, Mira draws this little reflection, this little flashback panel of guts laying on the ground. Um, and I can't tell if it's right before or right after when the, he almost, you know, gets killed by the wolves after being run out of Gambino's crew. Um, but it's cool that like both of those moments were these moments of like rebirth or evolution for guts where when he was ready to die and the wolves tried to kill him and his, his, uh, instinct to live just activated and defended himself. And same thing here. Guts is like making a, another choice. It's not, it's not quite as like impactful as like the, the first time he's like, okay, I guess I'll do my job for Griffith or whatever. But this is where he like emotionally, like, I, I think this is really showing like, this is where guts shows that he loves and understands that he loves Griffith. Like, cause he's like, uh, he's like, he's like, he's like, I don't know if this is the answer that I've been looking for, but for now, at least I'm going to wield my sword for him. Right. Which so. maybe the master of the sword is not guts, but mm. Griffith is the master of the sword, oh. the sword being guts. Oh, I did not even think of that. That's a very good observation. Uh, Cause I was wondering why it's called master of the sword, but by the, but by the time all the like political dialogues happen, I kind of forget that it's still that chapter, you know? Right. Um, hmm, I never did. And I always told people that it's only stupid people did that with these chapters <laughs> on my forum posts. Um, when I, when I guest host on the skull casts <laughs> oh, no. and have been for Shots years. <laughs> um, I made the point though, too, like when the next chapter starts here, assassin part one, the artwork just keeps fucking improving. Like the artwork here just gets like so much stronger and tighter. Like yeah. the, the picture of Charlotte almost looks like a westernized 
Japanese painting of like, you know, a koi fish with the, the cherry blossoms and like all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh like, yeah. The, the placement of the, the tree. I can't remember what those are called, but yeah, it's like, like one of those, you know, mur- kind of historical murals, but um, yeah. But yeah. And we also get a little meet cute moment here, which is then reflected in the next uh, chapter opening with Casca, which is kind of funny. Um, and then a beautiful shot of Charlotte and we're, we're, we're in the autumn hunt now. Um, which, uh, I'm assuming was close by like within a week or, or a few days or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause, cause Griffith was still on a crutch, you know, the, with all the scenes we were just talking about. So this must be like a couple weeks later or something, but, uh, it doesn't really matter. They're hunting a fox or foxes. We see a fox being, uh, run after by a bunch of dogs and the men, of course, who are going nuts with all their um aristocratic you know hunting clothes and feathers and things like that lots of crossbows and uh uh, notice how all the dogs have griffith eyes did you see that (laughs) like super (laughs) wide yes (laughs) i just looked down i'm like wow they're kind of staring at my soul because that's i mean that's predator mode man so um and later we'll we'll learn that they're also hunting i think they're just hunting any fall animals because they're hunting they're definitely a hog hunt yeah yeah the boar or whatever i don't what is is there is a warthog specifically an african animal no, and that's boars. Pumbaa. i'm yeah. sorry what? well you're right no, you're right <laughs> yeah a warthog is like yeah in africa i don't know maybe they live elsewhere but otherwise yeah wild boars are just pigs western european yeah yeah whatever. like if you took a domestic pig and threw it in the wild i think within a few weeks like its tusks will grow dramatically and its oh, wow. hair will also grow back in oh, so I they're all thought, like very similar i always thought italian guys were just like gluing pubic hair to them and that's right, what right. like that in the wild, but oh. um, <laughs> you want to see my hig? I don't know. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, of course, my pubic hair, very coarse, very coarse and black. Just like a, <laughs> like a warthog. Um, but uh, yeah, so Ooh, Julius uh, has his very sociopathic looking crossbow assassin. Uh, next to him, they're going over some logistics and historically uh, accurate Christopher Columbus reenactment right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, yeah. got the, he's got the hat on the pilgrim hat. Yes. Um, but yeah, the assassin uh, is, uh, yeah, very much like a Robin Hood or like a Pied Piper almost hat. And uh, he looks, See, I was expecting Griffith to like sniff this out prior and like mm. someone was going to kill the assassin. Like, mm. oh, I've got my guys because. This is clearly pissing off people that I'm now doing this, so someone's going to come after me. So I was a little shocked he wasn't more aware yeah, yeah. of the danger he was in. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, I remember when I first watched the 97 anime, I was exact same. And I was like, there's no way that he's going to fucking, because they you know, end the episode on the cliffhanger that Griffith gets shot, you know? And so it's like, I'm like there's no way they're going to fucking shoot him. How's he going to get out of, the, you know, whatever. But, uh, um, but yeah, it's, it is, it is a moment to your point where it is surprising that Griffith isn't omnipotent. Like he, he can fail. He can't, well, he can not have everything handled all, all at once. Like, you know what I mean? Right. This is like the, um, this, this, uh, section is like the fly episode of breaking bad where it was like, oh, I hated that one. <laughs> where it's, like, it's like not technically a bottle episode, but it's, you know, it's, 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 it could be a standalone. You don't have to watch. It doesn't move the plot along really um except i think it ends with you know gus just dominating his um his dominant or asserting his dominance just like even more beyond the shadow of a doubt but you didn't really need it but yeah it's like basically just a whole episode about you know walter white by that by season whatever three or four that is in the series he thinks that he has everything handled he's in a good place but everything has to be perfect because if he fucks up then he'll 
get killed by Gus or his people, yeah. or whatever, right? So like, there's just this fly that he can't kill that's in the meth lab and he can't kill it. And it like starts fucking everything. And it, and the whole episode is just to show like, you literally can't control everything. Thinking that you can control everything is the essence of hubris. Right. And so uh, Griffith here almost pays the price, but uh, as guts says later, that's uh that's, he's like, that's not normal kind of luck. Or he's like, that's some crazy weird, like that, whatever abnormal luck. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, he sends the assassin out to go do his thing. He tells him, you know, hey, wait till he's alone. We don't want to risk, you know, hitting anyone else, blah, blah, blah. Um, which is kind of a <laughs> kind of a shitty plan because what if Griffith is never out in the open or alone? You know what I mean? It's kind of, a, they're like depend. They're like, you think there would have been more like anime talk where it's like, okay, the autumn like hunt usually, yeah, yeah, the autumn hunt usually goes in three stages with the second stage being where the head of the autumn, autumn hunt, who used to be me, but that dastardly Griffith is taking over. He has to go out to the main uh, the middle of the pond yeah. and dunk the warthog for the ceremony. Like, I don't know, whatever fucking thing. Right. But they don't. And uh, it bites him in the ass anyway. So maybe, maybe Julius should watch a little more fucking anime and read some more manga. <laughs> yeah. And he learned, but, uh, and the, the Hawk members are all kind of talking with each other. Guts is like, Hawk man, talk. what's yeah. <laughs> okay. New segment, <laughs> new segment. <laughs> we have to say it like that every time. Hawk talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh there there guts is just like man why do i gotta do this i i just want to be killing people and then yes. corcus comes in and he's like well yeah. dude <laughs> fucking kill yourself <laughs> young man you're a person <laughs> and guts is just like oh okay whatever man. yeah <laughs> and casca's just doing her uh oh my gosh she just she, this face that she makes yes. when she sees something oh boy it's another fucking uh, uh rickert face where it's just like what the fuck yeah when does that happen that's like a couple pages later she, and then, oh yeah it's yeah. the it's the casca bra face basically yes. yeah yeah um, and then because that's the little panel they show in the beginning of the next chapter too yeah and uh but also it's kind of i took it as their little reflecting well i'm getting ahead but like reflecting the little round two of meet cute for griffith and charlotte and even though Guts and Casca don't have that right Griffith's now. Griffith's the meat. She's they're, cute. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they're still mad at each other. But the panels and stuff, they're kind of drawn in the same order. And the same. it's like Guts gets a little passed by by Casca. And she kind of looks over at him. And Charlotte passed by for Griffith. And then she looks over at him. But um, anyway, yeah, Corcus is very pissed off. He's like, if you wouldn't go swing your sword like an idiot and get you know have the risk of getting killed, go fuck off and do it. And literally just go get killed yourself. Um now Charlotte is nowadays would be a vegan, I would think. But uh, no, no, but she, <laughs> no, she hates. She's never She'd been be woke. woke. <laughs> yeah, constantly <laughs> tripping. She would be explaining to my mom what woke is um, uh, over at Gail's house. But um, but yeah, she red pilled. Yeah, she, she thinks the hunt is very cruel, and she she asked the question. She's like, "Is all men love to do is cause bloodshed?" And Griffith answers her by blowing a leaf. <laughs> so, ooh, who's a leaf? Um, but uh, <laughs> he pulls a leaf. He just, he just like smiles at her, grabs a leaf. I thought these were fake wax lips for a second. I'm like, is he trying to make himself look like a giant <laughs> oh, yes. dumb lips? And He's I was like, oh, it's a whistle. He pulled Marx glasses <laughs> with the nose. <laughs> <laughs> hey isn't war bad yeah. it's like oh, look over here a little bell isn't it weird i have a huge mouth <laughs> i'm got marks i say funny thing yeah. um, <laughs> uh but um that is a funny movie if you ever want to watch a funny comedy which is hamlet 2 
Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. It's one of the best. Um, but, uh, uh, anyway, yeah, he, he shows her how to make a little whistle with leaves. Um, I mean, you, you get the idea here, but this is one of those times where in the anime, it's better because you have sound, you know, like you get the little, it is a very, if you don't know what this sounds like, then you don't know what this sounds like. Whereas like <laughs> when and people do like you do this in real life or like with reeds and stuff, it's a very like high pitched, almost kazoo like sound. Yes. So this is like Griffith knowing it's kind of a funny sound and it's cutting through her anxiety. Basically, he's like he's doing a goof kind of thing, yeah, break, breaking the tension. Exactly. And so, um, so she tries it. She fails. She, you know, he, he, he shows her, Oh, he just, Oh, like this. So it's like two tries and she perfectly does it. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know. guess, like, yeah, <laughs> just, oh man, her whole like shape of the face, everything is just yes. mirroring this one expression. Which yeah. Is- he, he draws Casca in her younger state here with almost like puck like variability in her face yes, shape yes. you know even though yeah. she's not supposed to be comic relief or or this is wide casca yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um, she's in her thick you, era you took her hair off she would just look like a valentine's day chocolate box like just a heart under there <laughs> like yeah. her skull would be shaped like that or something but oh, yeah. um but um but yeah so uh charlotte and griffith are blowing leaves and a wild boar rushes out, covered in Italian pubic hair. I like hair. to call it the boar of uh, causality. <laughs> yeah, just going to keep bringing that up. <laughs> uh, that's what you find out is, is really running the god ahead. It's just a big pig. It is the pig. Spinning around in a dream. <laughs> hey, it's the void. Um, but uh, wild boar rushes out, spooks Charlotte's horse. It runs off with Charlotte on top. Uh, and it keeps cutting back. Very tense moments here because it keeps cutting back to the... Uh, semi-closed eye. It's like it's almost like there's nothing more sinister to Kentaro Miura than uh, a semi-closed eye. Like a half-lit right. man <laughs> who's smiling <laughs> as opposed to a full-closed or full-open um, full-open tubes. Uh, <laughs> I put it in her full-open tube there. Um, but yeah, he's got an itchy trigger finger. He cannot fucking wait. He thinks this is his perfect time to strike. Very risky because Griffith is chasing down the princess. <laughs> so yeah. uh, this assassin uh, seems like a you know um, like he's good at his job, but not good at the planning of his job. Right. He, just, he just itching to kill. So um, kind of funny too because like there obviously have been assassins that are seem evil in lots of things, but usually most of the time assassins have like such a like usually like a cool extra design they're you know they're um they have this like anti-hero quality all the time or i think that like writers and you know makers of media they try to make the assassins have some redeeming feature because that that allows the bad boy aspect to to uh uh shine through which girls you know straight girls and uh and straight boys alike um enjoy and i guess the flip side for different reasons but um yeah this guy is he's making sure to not glorify him at all he had even like his proportions like he could have had a wider hat that would have been cool he could have had a better haircut better like one thing about his face could have been changed and it could have looked slightly cooler but his teeth are crooked his fucking eyes are weird like Mm -hmm. it's his nose is a little big like all of that stuff put together um and then he even his weapon isn't really that like crazy it's just a crossbow yeah yeah. he's not like over geared or something right it doesn't yeah. have like little dragon heads on the end or like some fancy thing. He's yeah. he's a commoner and Julius is using a commoner to kill another commoner. Here, yep. You know? That's but what he thinks of him. So. The crossbow of causality. That's what I like uh, to call it. <laughs> um, uh, 
And then, uh, you know, Charlotte collapses into Griffith's arms. Yes. Voluntarily. Uh, like, yes. she's just, like, shivering in fear and stuff. Yeah. And, she, uh, I mean, yeah, she is naturally... And who knows? We haven't seen the rest of her life. Maybe she... When she gets scared, she would run into her father's arms or a servant. Or maybe this is just kind of her thing. But uh, definitely Mira building up their their budding romance. Just like her budding, probably 14-year-old breasts. Because she looks very young. I don't know if we ever know her age. <laughs> Um, but uh, she looks, teenager, yeah. yes, but she looks like definitely no more than 15 at most. She's doing the get down Mr. President thing though, because yeah. you know, <laughs> it does delay the guy a yes. couple seconds at least. I have to run off for just one second, but keep going, keep going. Got it. Uh, Mr. President, 9-11 is happening. Then <laughs> Charlotte's talking about something about pounding. Uh, oh, no, yes. right. It says her heart's still pounding. Yes. That was not uh, intentional. But your dick is called my heart, right? <laughs> Why, how did you know, young princess? Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Griffith is calming her down. Um, and this is where we get an arrow. Clunk into clunk. I can't remember the actual. It's like shunk or something like that. Yeah, um, or tunk. Dunk. Yeah. Uh, into tunk. his uh, his armor. Uh, presumably, like right. I mean, it's right into his heart. It's the perfect fucking aim. Um, yeah. And uh, that is the cliffhanger for the second to last chapter we're covering tonight. And we actually get, for, again, very rare, a truly shocked look on Griffith's face where. Uh, Innocent and also like innocent shock versus like when Guts is shocked, he's like enraged, right? Where Griffith is just like, holy shit, I never thought this would fucking happen, right? And so um we open up on the next chapter with um why do I keep losing my fucking spot? <laughs> it's another it's a reframe of the same yes, thing. Yeah, you're where, right. Yeah, where yeah. Griffith is just like in stark white against a black background. And uh <laughs> Another classic <laughs> like from Guts, just as many times as he can throw that in there. Oh, and, in whatever and, context. And in the the little um the what you had the great name for the page. The, br- the Casca Bra face. Yes, yeah. yeah. But that well, but this type of page, like the preamble page or something, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's like it just <laughs> Mira chose to repeat, but it's funny because it's like you wonder, I don't really know who's I th- I think it's Guts perspective or the band of the Hawker seeing Casca from this perspective, but like it is interesting that he's choosing, even though she, you know, she has a small part in this chapter, but choosing to showcase her looking like that, you know, and again, this weird reflection of like, and it's funny too. It's, it's almost like, like you were saying before he show he like drew her face similarly. Cause she, she actually looks like, it almost looks like the same shape as Charlotte's face in this chapter, like the same skull shape. So again, yeah. showing this like, Oh, Casca is like a complete, mirror opposite mirror image of charlotte right she's a young girl probably not as young but literally just as like guts is to griffith charlotte is to casca you know Mm -hmm. or whatever vice versa same shit um but uh anyway but yeah definitely showing showcasing like the theme of love that is through all this here but as we see casca has uh tears of freak out for the potential loss of griffith because she runs over to him uh, and he's in a pond now, right? Because they yeah. stopped off in a pond. Yeah. The Hawk Gawkers are all uh, just <laughs> looking on in fear, like, holy shit, our leader is down. Yeah. Oh, forgot to mention before. Oh, he's super down. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start playing some 311 here. What do you <laughs> uh, But uh, Guts 
when he screams at the fox earlier to scream it to like get it back into the hunt it's about to go in a bunch of bushes and he he just screams g-a-u like it's just a very weird uh one of those things where it's like i feel like that could have been localized better but because if it was g-u-a and he was going like i could understand that but yeah uh gao famous character from final (laughs) fantasy 6 uh on super nintendo he was a wild boy who you found out in an area called the Velt, and he had the unique power uh, where literally you'd have him in your party and any monster in the game that you fight, you have him do, what does he do? Like uh, It's called like uh, fucking learn, or I can't remember what his little special skill was. He jumps into the, the enemies, the fight ends, and you don't have him for like a half hour. You have to, by going to random encounters in the same area, find him again, but now he has learned the skills of those enemies. What? Uh, but most of those skills suck until very late <laughs> in the game. So he's a terrible character. Um, but basically he was like, um, he's like Beast Boy from fucking, you know, DC or whatever. But he wasn't, okay. he was, he wasn't born with really special powers. He was just like basically raised by wolves and is like a little cave boy that learns animal powers. But his There's that wolf motif. <laughs> G-A-W, yeah. Um, anyway, so Guts screams Griffith's name as well. And um, runs over to uh, runs over to Charlotte. I'm sorry. Grabs her by the shoulders and freaks her the fuck out because uh, he's screaming at her like, "Tell me exactly what happened. Who did this?" Where is she? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Swear to me. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, do I look like your cock? <laughs> like no, I, like, <laughs> I don't like, know. Look like your cock. Wait, let let like go, it guts. Uh, <laughs> um, That's Charlotte. This is getting really groovy, guys. Okay, yeah, that's Charlotte and you from the future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm two weeks time. You're in a 14 year old girl. It's crazy. And eventually, oh, that was supposed to be the joke. Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm gonna make Griffith's penis disappear yeah. um, and just jam someone's head down yes. right on. Jeez, it's Charlotte's head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, and she's like, "Ouch, let go of me!" Like she's she's very scared of scary men and. Griffith is the only non-scary man. But um, I totally thought like, I mean, it wouldn't behoove Julius to be around at this point, but I totally thought we were going to get somebody saying, you know, punching Griffith or trying to stab, like, get your hands off the prince. Yeah, somebody else would see, but it's pretty much the band of the Hawk uh, all around them. So uh, the assassin is watching from um, the sidelines and he's very, very happy with himself and his work. But, uh, but Casca's freaking out and Griffith's hand comes up and says hey don't act like a stupid girl too much casca because uh, of course she's the only one now now because you're a chick but um uh he gets up and uh he and and he goes uh it's poison i'd say and a rather strong one and he pulls the arrow out and for us the reader very clearly see in the foreground there's no blood on the arrow yep. and and also the uh, the assassin had said specifically it's the Calabal bean. Yeah, the, yes, exactly. It's yeah. bean. Um, yes. and just uh, a scrape will do. Yes. Uh, also funny because it's like oh, like insert exotic food that Western Europeans don't eat it. It must be the most insane toxin <laughs> of the entire bean. world. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Hannibal Lecter. It's a baba bean, but Hannibal Lecter. But do it reggae. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this guy Ryan can only imitate Hannibal Lecter as a reggae or as a Rastafari. 
and then it's just his channel. Or Charlotte as the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> Either one. Hey, get your hands off me. I'm the Joker, okay? I'm the Joker, baby. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm very tired tonight. Sorry. Um, uh, so, oh, and so even, yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Corcus specifically. Sorry. Griffith reveals that the Behilet is what caught the tip of the arrow. We see a little little tiny baby chunk out of the Behilet. I think it would have been really funny if it like had caught in the teeth, like it like bit the arrow or something. It is. I mean, that's a little much to ask, but I think it would have been funny. That's the like naked gun or hot shots version of Berserk or something. But um, well, that would be right in his conch. (laughs) Caught it with his urethra. (laughs) Um, We didn't know it was the sounding egg of the king. Mm. Um, But uh, is that ever sounded? uh, It's funny. Do you know what sounding (laughs) is? Uh, you know, I'm sure I've looked it up at some point because of, uh, <laughs> of, you know, yeah. Design Kleenex, no, Kleenex <laughs> cock and taser in hand, mouse in the uh, other. Um, one of those urban dictionary classics. Uh, uh no, it's sounding. Yes. Is the, the art, the, the erotic art of putting things down your urethra as a male, like rods yep. and, uh, other beaded rods and other things like that. But, Don't uh, try this at home. Yes. Or if you do a Prince Albert piercing, it's almost like a permanent sounding. Because you're going through the urethra, out the the front. I don't want to think about it. (laughs) Um, Anyway, even uh, so, Corcus is like the devil's own luck. You know that that happened. Even Guts is suspicious, and this is where he's like, "Yeah, that's no ordinary luck." And we have to remember that Guts is now like his whole world, like view has shifted because now he knows that like the paranormal is real and yeah. like magic is real. And in, in the back of that way. mind is like that, that prophecy, that scary, like, Oh, yeah. death is going to approach you when his ambition declines or something. Yes. So, well, and even a callback to devils to summon angels to other, right? Devil's yeah. luck. And then, Oh no, it's good luck. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's well, a good, yeah. Okay, very good one. Uh, juxtaposition yeah. observation. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that the crazy monster, uh, monster, was 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 freaked out by that egg right so he saw right he, he see this specifically weeks yeah. ago and then it's like oh shit that thing that that hot um, that high end that giant monster uh was obsessed with and seemed to respect and fear as if it were a god in and of itself um uh that's the same thing that saved his life so starting to starting to realize maybe that yeah griffith has been singled out in some way by fate you know he doesn't he isn't formulating those words yet but definitely doesn't think it's just a uh, random luck. So, um, uh, then Casca is again, like, Hey, but you should like take off your shirt. Cause I definitely need to see that part of you right yes. now. <laughs> and then the man of the hog is like, yo, <laughs> and the Griffith's like, no, that's reserved for Charlotte. Okay. Yes. Uh, sorry about that. Casca. Why don't you read the next couple chapters? Okay. Casca. Yeah. Come on. Um, get with it. But, uh, anyways, guts is like Gaston, come on, we're going to go look for this killer. And then Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Um, Five dozen eggs. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, they go off, uh, but then um, uh, not the killer, sorry, the the would-be killer, the assassin, right? And, um, and Griffith says, a high price to pay for this poison. So he's like, he's already thinking of revenge. He gives his hawk eyes down a forest hollow at Count Julius, who's at the other end, the, you know, where the, where the clearing opens up out of this forest hollow that they're in. And we get not the first Hawkeyes, but like the first Hawkeyes in a while, I think, yep. right? Very angled, very yes. uh, from above looking at uh, this kind of very slim 
middle part. I don't even yeah. know what I'm fucking saying at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Hawk, yeah, the yeah. Hawk, the Hawkeyes. Yes. <laughs> the Hawk Falcon eyes. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it is like at first you're like, how does he already know it's him? But it does it does make sense. Like Miura lays the groundwork that this dude is like at least the only one that outwardly was a total fucking asshole to him, you know, and talked about he's a commoner. He shouldn't be allowed to like whatever, you know, so Griffith knows that he's the number one threat to this guy or yes. he's the most likely candidate. Right. So um, plus Griffith just has kind of a sixth sense about other people and could literally sense the fear or it's smell his feminine the fear side. of this guy. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, uh, he, he can smell whenever someone that looks like Bruce Willis, which I mean, you could make the argument that Minister Foss, very Bruce Willis like with his bald head and stuff, interact with Count Julius and Griffith is smelling Foss, a Bruce Willis like character because he has that. What's the Foss sense. cooking? Yeah, <laughs> that was a long one. Yep. Um, but uh, anyway, Julius uh, cuts up to Julius. He is in his. Um, abode. He's kind of freaking. He's we'll pissed say layer because he's the bad guy. Yeah, he's pissed off at the assassin. Um, this is kind of like you know, it's uh, all the the talk with the assassins kind of like not a waste of time, but it goes on a little long, I think. But uh, he's like, "Come on, but master, I was trying to shoot. I told you, I was shooting him in the proper spot." And he's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Really also, su- oh, stupid ahead. of him too to like just let this guy go. <laughs> he should have. Yeah, I was really surprised right he there. didn't kill him. I, I just yeah. I don't know why I expected that, but yep. maybe maybe he needs him for the future. Yeah, no lo- no loose ends here because yeah, now he could come out and. Yeah, be the one who actually can confirm who paid him to do the job. And yeah. before I tie up you as a loose end, I'm going to make <laughs> sure your end is loose. <laughs> and then poor music. Um, but uh, that's it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's cool after that, that the as, as Julius is worried, highly anxious that Griffiths might suspect him. He's doing the classic. No, no, of course he couldn't. I'm just I'm just too worried. And then it's like, but the sun is setting out the window almost as if the sun is setting on Julius's life and career mm. or all the above. So, uh, and then, you know, whoop de doop de doo guts is just strolling up some stairs, like for no reason, <laughs> just cuts to smash cut to guts, walking up some stairs. Uh, it, it, I did actually laugh at that because we really just haven't seen any casual actions from guts ever. <laughs> and now he's like his hands in his pocket in just his tank top and pants, just walking up the stairs. Yeah, like, he looks so bare without his sword. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly, Like, he's just yeah. kind of a dude. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Like, yeah, you can picture him in a fucking suit or a fucking bathing suit or nothing. His big cock, you know, right, staring you in the face. Uh, dry, and you think you gotta wet, you know, wet that fence wood with, uh, with my Sweet. succulent spit. But, um, uh, gri- <laughs> what the hell just happened in the five past five seconds? Uh, gri- <laughs> Griffith, uh, Griffith's in his library. Yeah, his, reading his study. porno. <laughs> yes, we'll actually get to that. But he, he's very casual too. Yes. Like you know, he's like, "Hi, hey." He looks like uh, he looks like little Lord Fauntleroy without his hat and lollipop. Like right. he has the he has the the pony. Very, like actually, more of a uh, like late sixteen hundreds, early seventeen hundreds, like Enlightenment look versus a Renaissance look, which is kind of funny. Um, mm. But uh, but yeah, it has like a ponytail, very you know feminine ponytail. And uh, and there's even a, a side shot of him for like Griffith beats to relax and study too. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. Just, he's doing the pose, <laughs> taking some notes. Uh, uh, and you know, Guts is commenting. He's like, ah, "What are you doing all that book learning for? It's stupid." And then Griffith's like, "Ah, eh, if you want to be a leader, you can't just know how to fight. You have to like read shit too." And like Guts says something like, "Have you already read all these two? There's like hundreds of books behind yeah. them." I'm like, "Come on, he's not a fucking speeder. Give me a break, whatever." But um, but again, this 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 whole chunk of 
of uh, chapters is building up Griffith to like slowly be this like, you know, uh, savior, like, you know, general of, uh, of the army here, but, uh, and almost superpowered. But, um, but then, yeah, he's like, even I've, I'm even reading stuff like this and it's like clearly like a Kama Sutra style book. And he's like, he's quirky <laughs> things like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, like you see him sit down and he's actually reading it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, this is good. And guts gets kind of like startled almost by it or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, and then we get a uh, the end here. Uh, Griffith gets serious again. In the last just few panels, and he basically just like uh, very joyfully and innocently says, "Like guts, I need you to kill a man for me." And then that's the end. It's like very, very like I can hear like the the, the episode ending music. You know, I can hear like, the vine boom right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like you to kill a man for me. Guts's face. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, that is uh, the end of assassin part two which came after assassin part one which came after wow master of the sword part two of two um what was everyone's favorite line in these chapters Hmm. ryan you go first me first Mm -hmm. okay wow mixing it up okay um let me think i there were there were a couple ones that i i thought were interesting i don't know if there's anything that was specifically like Oh, this is just the most iconic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I just to like represent the attitude of like Griffith in these chapters. I do like the like I'd like you to kill a man for me. Like the the mm-hmm. nonchalant nature of that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. There there are probably some other ones that were fun, but uh, I'll just go with that one. Yeah. Cause, I mean, because yeah. it, it introduces like this whole you know we're getting this is the political phase of Berserk. Like we haven't really had as many politics. We've had just warfare, basically. You know, fighting, 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 warfare very tight on guts and now this is like the first despite like you were saying before like even though there was illusions in the previous most recent chapters that it's like oh like rickard's like griffith seems like he's kind of you know uh, drawing away from us in a way this actually is almost like you know the band of a hawk is like hey we're getting the team together like if they're more like a little they are a little like scrappy band that are up against these big overwhelming forces you know but uh but yeah yeah so that's a good one, Steve. How about you? Yeah, same. No, not nothing too crazy, but um, yeah, I'll just say the devil's luck. Oh, really? Literally a good luck charm. So, because I've never even heard the term the devil's luck. Yeah, same. So, yeah. for someone to just like randomly call that out, and then again the opposite. No, it's really a good luck charm. Um, so again, just that kind of setting. Yeah, I, I didn't think that's a really good observation. Was the yeah the juxtaposition with the um, devil's luck being good luck, <laughs> like right, right, that kind of thing. So. Uh, which yeah, I thought of that too, where I was like, does the devil, if, you know, if it's the Christian devil, does he really need luck? Like, can he just <laughs> manipulate? Well, all I think, yeah, he's all, well, it, it appears to be luck then. Yeah. Right? yeah exactly. It's always yeah, yeah. just <laughs> happily moving. Thing. Uh, whenever luck produced by yeah, the people, devil, no matter what people throw at him, hot dogs, old right. cans, condoms, he can just, just like, he's got buns he like, ready. Yeah. <laughs> when they do say this is no ordinary luck. Yes. So. That's yeah. Guts. Guts making an observation was, yeah. Um, that, I mean, again, when guts is actually thinking up critically thinking, that's when you're like, oh, shit gets real. Whatever. Right, right, right. Because usually isn't. Guts this. using brain? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely liked, uh, early on the King's line because it's what gave me, I was like, oh shit, this is another historical link that Mior is doing with the lands connect and him, the, this King kind of being, a uh, uh, the Maximilian, the first motif. Right. And so. Um, and also it's funny too, Maximilian the first 
defeats the French after a long, long set of battles. And uh, which is funny because a lot of times the enemy of the band of the hawk are these like French looking dudes. So another mm, kind of illusion yep. there too. Uh, and they're like extra pompous and everything where these folks seem pretty British, you know, Wyndham and Tudor, like all that kind of stuff. But um, uh, cause what is it? It's Midland, sorry. in Wyndham yes. castle. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I like his line um, where he's saying it's not, uh, where is it? I have it right here. Um, but it's a prestige status and status and the like do not win battles. Uh, cause again, if I didn't know who the King ends up, revealing himself to be not that he's another person but the kind of person he reveals himself to be it actually makes you really like him because you think oh cool like he's kind of in uh the band of the hawks court right yeah and you want to see them succeed at this point um same with griffith if you don't know what's going on (laughs) what happens with him right you're rooting for him but uh but yeah so pretty straightforward um sword report so uh, talking about briefly about weaponry, the the techniques and the fighting here, the armor, uh, whatever. We know it's dark fantasy, but is anything grounded in reality? As uh, Ryan and I practice uh, European martial arts from the Renaissance period, so well, well actually, uh, the necklace block for an arrow was a pretty common technique. It was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know that, that was specific to. It's, uh, it's, the I mean, literally three hundred years of of fighting uh, manuscripts. Notice how it's every the first, king would the wear a first necklace. Play and everyone yeah. is is wear a. Wear a good strongly necklace. Yeah, Charlotte's wearing one too. From whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So there was that. Uh, We see a lot of guts without his sword, so you know that's pretty interesting. But Mm -hmm. even you know, even when he's recovering at the beginning of this, you know, he's swinging it. He's doing his typical like you know samurai stance of just not moving himself and only the sword. Um, so nothing even, crazy there. Even but. doing some lay down strikes where he's just laying on his back and just you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> over the head. Yeah, you just gotta constantly be yeah, moving exactly. it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, not a, not a lot. There was, of course, the crossbow used by the uh, the assassin guy. Yes. But I mean, that was it's just a very typical looking strung together ca- crossbow. Yeah, um, nothing, nothing too weird. Uh, which which could penetrate armor, not always, but crossbows and of course the fucking like you know hundred and twenty pound resistance uh, longbows, which were a big part of the Hundred Years War could definitely penetrate plate armor, but there was also plate armor that was specifically shaped to glance, you know, missile type things off. But if you hit it just right or wore it down, you could do that. But um, yeah. And, and because of course they're in the hunt thing, this assassin can't likely bring any other type of weapon right. other than this. So it's, you know, he just has to make do. It is funny. Like this is such a um, crossbow heavy manga like it's not big on bows and arrows very much there are i mean there are definitely some there's like lots of war scenes but um there's yeah there's definitely the black swords when i got the cry it's all very like they're all about the mechanized bows which is funny but Mm. um because obviously you can get with the with the torsion you know metal like the gear the technology like a it's basically a pulley system so you can get far more tension torsion whatever out of a much smaller um object and with less effort obviously on on the person's part right uh, i will say i liked uh griffith's just overall prowess like his martial prowess in even catching um uh charlotte because mm. uh just like you know like i was even teaching uh your friend that came for the first time to our group the other day uh it's like like to learn how to break somebody's arm or you know jab a thumb in their eye or rip their hair or whatever you don't actually have to like do that right you can do 99 yeah. of it and then stop and then but i like that like 
Griffith is using his martial prowess to just be able to have this deeper foundational understanding of movement, speed, timing, leverage, how he, how he can grab her without hurting her, like all those things. It's a more subtle, um, a subtle way to express his uh, martial body style. awareness. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he, to do that first, he also just kind of grabbed the other horse's head and like, let it take Jammed him off cock. course. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, Don't very- worry. I'll make it suck me off. And that- <laughs> I know this horse. <laughs> You're not even on a horse, Griffith. Why are you yelling like that? <laughs> Another nightmare? <laughs> Just banging his head against the wall in the corner. Oh, um, the brown liquor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Griffith, yeah, Griffith Observatory. What did we observe Griffith doing right or wrong in this chapter? It can be serious. Ooh. It can be weird. It can be funny. What did, what did you appreciate? What did you not appreciate about Griffith's chapter? A lot of really stark contrasts of how his face um, coloration Steve, is. you go. No. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 uh, but like that, that thing that I've kind of mentioned in some pa- previous episodes of like that happens in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, another mm. um, anime series. I call it, I call that show Mimi's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> That's my name. <laughs> right. joey joey's yes. yeah uh there there is a joseph so oh, anyway <laughs> of course there is, is there a giuseppe <laughs> you know what there's a there's a giorno oh there you go giuseppe uh, is just italian joseph there probably is a giuseppe as a character yeah but yeah um of like doing a complete color scheme change to emphasize a certain moment mm. so like maybe if someone's hair is purple it'll just go opposite and go green all of a sudden and like every part of their character changes to a different color and so in black and white that's harder harder to represent right. but they show griffith with like a very like shadowed face and then even stark white like more stark white hair and then a black background Mm. a lot in a lot of these like um you know when when count julius is recalling his eyes when um he gets hit by the arrow when you know just a bunch of these different um moments where he's just you know these kind of oh oh shit moments yeah um, yeah with him and then of course i mean the 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 leaf thing is pretty funny i guess you know and (laughs) they did that i think in the movies and the uh 97 anime because it's just such a such a classic moment yeah um, but that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And it, yeah, go ahead, Steve. Sorry. Oh, no, no, nothing. I, I think that's it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, this was a very dynamic. I mean, this was Griffith. These were Griffith's chapters, basically. Yeah. Like, very yeah. much not uh, Guts's chapters. And the, again, it's like, like, well, I'll ask you, Steve, because I know that you kind of know. Well, no, you do know what, like, sort like where that he ends up being an evil godlike figure. Right. Right. Because right. we've seen the, the Black Swordsman arc. But, um, did you feel, what do you feel about uh, Griffith and Charlotte? Do you think that there's real love happening there? Uh, um, I think, yeah, it could be an attraction and then also a step up in his society and standings. Yeah, so. it's, that's, the, that's always the question. It's a little bit of both. At this point is, yeah, is he, what is real and what is manipulation, right? Right. And Mira does such a great job of making you actually like him and forget that you have seen him. And at this point, if you're reading the comic, I mean, it has to be like at least a couple years before since the Black Swordsman arc, right? So, right. Um, it's all. I, I wonder if people reading it for the first time back then, like, forgot. You know what I mean? They weren't like rereading it or whatever. Like, did right, they all right. forget? Like, which is just a, that's. I mean, skillful in and of itself to make it to make you really because he wants you to love Griffith too, right? And so, yeah. So then, when the eclipse happens, it all comes crashing down yeah i, I remember crashes oh. come oh, down <laughs> crashing come 
(laughs) (laughs) I remember reading it for the first time and just kind of thinking the same thing as with like Star Wars, for example, like how did Anakin actually just become Vader? Right. Right. Like, like when, what was the moment? Cause it, in episode one of Star Wars, he's like very innocent, right? Like you don't, you're like, there's gotta be something. This is pod racing. It's working. God, that kid sucks. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So I I was going to say fucking Jake Paul, but that's that, that YouTube guy. Yeah. It's like a UFC fighter now. Yeah. Jake Paul just sucks. I don't know why I'm saying that. (laughs) I just, just thought I'd throw that in there. Um, Um, but yeah, I, I I didn't know. Like I I wasn't spoiled. Luckily, like as Jake Lloyd, what? that's his name. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering why you're bringing up yeah. Jake Paul. I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, he's blonde, I guess. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I I I kind of. It wasn't that I forgot. It was just like, man, I'm really liking this guy, and it's gonna suck when we figure out like yeah. how much he's changing. Here. Right. But uh, oh, we'll know why, and there's very good reasons why. So yeah. well, I guess the real testament is it's still working on us as people that know where it's going anyway, it's like, you're still, you know, you don't trust them because you know what happens, but moment to moment, you're, you're still like rooting for Griffith at this point, even though you know exactly what happens. Right. And also an interesting thing for perspective, like the, these chapters are, as we said, Griffith's chapters, but it really doesn't feel like I'm connecting with Griffith at at Mm, all. Like it feels still like he's this unapproachable, like, third party that like is just existing in in this kind of driving force of ambition yeah. rather than like oh like we get to see the soft side of griffith like normally you'd connect to a character through that but it's like no i still feel like he's just this other thing yeah. that i can't ever relate myself to we're so. not in his head at all yeah right? yeah There's, and i think that's why mira was like oh shit let's have a little quick moment with guts to get in his head and his thoughts because make sure that like people are still connecting with guts so it's just not a whole chapter about you know a bald dude and a banged dude i wonder uh, hating, a hating dude. a femboy you know so <laughs> a banged dude uh, <laughs> i didn't even think of that that was good uh but i, I uh, makes me wonder like, this the next tarot card the banged man <laughs> a man with no dignity left in a loose sore butthole <laughs> it makes me wonder was there any moment that Griffith ever has inner dialogue. Like I, I can't recall right now, I like think, in the series, I think we called it out. Like there was one time or something where, well, no, it was just a mo- an outer monologue where he's talking about, um, the whole, uh, when the, it's after the bucket fight, he has that kind of, and then it mm. repeats it a little bit, but like the second when it's repeated, Mira does this like closer as if guts almost isn't even there, even though he's in the background of there. Yeah. But I do think there was that one time where we were like, wait, is this actually Griffith's memory that we're seeing? Yeah. Which isn't really the same as an inner monologue, but maybe the closest thing. Yeah. yeah there's obviously I, we're approaching the eclipse. Something's yeah. going to happen there. Right. There we do see inner Griffith there, but yeah. like that, I, I don't know. The fact that we can't else. remember means there hasn't been a significant amount of it. Right. Yeah. And so I mean, and I've read, you know, I'm caught up with the series. I don't yeah. think there ever is. So that's, right. yeah. Yeah. Cause you never want to truly, you don't want to, empathize with him that much right but um who does old young little rickert need to slap the most in the chapter who's the most annoying person in this chapter Hmm. steve what do you think um i don't know yeah i mean i guess the assassin will say Hmm. (laughs) he does bad things assassin bad assassin (laughs) bad i mean julius is the easy answer uh, I want to say, but there's a couple easy answers. I feel but like in this chapter, not to sound abusive or misogynistic, but it's got to be Charlotte because I can't stand Charlotte. She she annoys the shit out of me. 
just oh, be, really? just being her yes <laughs> charlotte is annoying as fuck she never gets better to me uh she's always like um she always to me feels like a chore to uh to read through and see One of my experience. friends is very similar personality to her yeah <laughs> she, she's a lot to deal with yeah um i would say oh gosh yeah julius is an easy answer but i'm gonna say someone needs to slap those handmaids out of their stupor because oh, they are just too. too oogly-eyed and griffith is never going to sleep with them he's into <laughs> men what <laughs> what i mean he's not not into men i also forgot to call out the the very intense uh, dress like a zebra pattern that Charlotte has. Oh, I love it. That, that thing looks there. cool. I like, to- I, it just like, I didn't really notice it, but that is the point where, where even though I wasn't focusing on the dress, I was like, wow, the artwork just keeps getting better. Like I made the note. The hair ribbons plus that. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's pretty good. I think it looks slightly worse in the color version in mm. the anime. Cause it, like, I think they add a color oh, instead yeah, of just yeah. black and white. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. like how it is here, it looks really interesting. It's very, it almost makes her look make. Yeah. It almost makes her look like, seductive di- by default like it's almost like a sexy dress i know it's almost supposed to be like a not a camo a digit camo dress for the hunt but <laughs> uh but like it's supposed to be like a an outdoors dress or something you know what i mean like for these kinds of like a riding dress or something but yeah, yeah. but also fanciful as these hunts seem to go it's also funny how the dress matches her dialogue when she says yeah and screams when yes. she gets scared it's <laughs> funny um but uh yeah that's gonna do it for us uh for this episode we're we're in volume six now so shit's gonna get real as as a uh, cuke who was into it said earlier on in the review that uh, shit's gonna get real deep 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 into the golden age arc here and uh yeah we're we're excited to see in a couple weeks and talk more about it lots of interesting developments about to happen uh, i think there's going to be the return of some elite freak nights too and okay. long, long name nights but um uh yeah follow no guts no glory on instagram at no guts no glory pc uh which has no guts no glory personal computer of course but, <laughs> not podcast but uh, yeah no guts no glory pc on instagram check out me and steve's other podcast uh probing ancient aliens hungry for skinwalker ranch probing gaia all over on the probing ancient aliens podcast feed and then uh follow us on spotify subscribe on apple podcast uh subscribe on whatever other fun services you're on uh cast box uh google podcast whatever whatever floats your boat out there but uh Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the most important. Leave us nice five-star reviews on those services as well. Uh, and if you like our content and want more, go over to our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash probingancientaliens, where you got that Ghost Adventures podcast that we do and uh, probing deeper. We probe a few knuckles deeper into all sorts of subjects on there. So, uh, other than that, we're... Bye. Bye. Bye.